I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. It's possible some people may check out. It might be too much for that for them to handle, and that's okay. That's but okay. what I'm going to share on this podcast could very well save the lives of a lot of listeners who are mentally strong enough and open-minded enough to listen and look into stuff. That, everyone, is Anthony DiClemente, the host of Biohacking Secrets, a really awesome podcast, and Anthony brought the heat today. You know, we have to be awake and aware of the forces that are trying to control us in the world. And in order to do that, we have to be healthy, we have to be focused, and we have to be alert and planning for the future. And in this episode, we talk all about biohacking in balance with living in a natural world. We talk about how EMF is one of the most pernicious factors driving suboptimal health. We talk about the issues with living in a big city and why he is now moving his family out to 62 acres um, on the East Coast. And I myself live on two acres. I moved here just over, just under two years ago to try to build a more secure future for myself and my family. We talk about bringing awareness to the power structures that control us. We talk about why smart meters are dangerous. And in this episode, it is packed with useful insights for, I think, where biohacking is going, which is more connected to the natural world and also acknowledging the opportunities that specific technologies bring us. Pretty darn cool episode. This isn't going to be for everyone. You know, we go into some places where we talk about the forces in the world that control us. And when we talk about that stuff, sometimes people check out, but I hope that you listen. I hope that you pay attention and I hope that you appreciate conversations like this that are open and honest and not holding punches. You know, we, we answer to no one but ourselves. And this is definitely one of those podcasts. So if you haven't already, please subscribe. (laughs) To be totally honest, I'm super high recording this. And so if it's a little slow, that's why Um, I'm taking my family on a vacation. And so I'm I'm doing some last minute podcast scheduling. So bear with me. Um, If you love this podcast, I ask you, please subscribe. Click the three dots, press subscribe. If you listen every week anyway, please just uh, it helps a lot. Also, if you'd be so kind as to leave a review, if you get a lot of value out of these episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening to because that also really helps. I think that's all for the announcements today. I can't wait to bring this episode to you. Um, I wanted to just make one more note, and that is that uh, the advertisers and the products that uh, sponsor these shows are products that I dig. I I say no a lot to bullcrap advertisers trying to advertise on this show. I only accept the products that I like. And so that's why you're hearing these is because I believe in these, these products and these services. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Anthony D. Clementi. Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week, the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting-edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. And we're here with Anthony DiClemente. He's the host of Biohacking Secrets. Anthony, welcome back to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm pumped to chat. We've got a lot in common these days with how we're planning for the future. And when we first I had the idea to connect, it was like, yeah, let's do a pod swap. I'll be on yours. You'd be on mine. And we can talk through some of the planning. So I definitely want to get to like where, how you're planning for your future. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I want to start with a more broad sort of idea around how do you think of natural living in balance with like technical technology and biohacking? Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to like one of the first guys that I had on the podcast was uh, neurosurgeon, Dr. Jack Cruz. And he played a huge part in making me aware of the many ways that wireless electrical radiation affects our mitochondria, our biology, accelerates aging, can cause many different uh, symptoms 
that people attribute to Lyme disease, chronic fatigue, brain fog, a variety of, of chronic and degenerative conditions of today. And the deeper I dove on that, the more I realized like, wow, these devices, if not used intelligently, can really be one of, one of the most pernicious factors driving illness and suboptimal health. And um, so I started making some changes in that regard. At the time, I was living in downtown Chicago, population density of 25,000 people per square mile. You know, oh. all these people have seven to 10 plus wireless devices, Wi-Fi routers, you've got smart meters. I was in on the 16th floor of a building with like 300 units. And I realized like, even when I had my own stuff dialed in, I was getting hit with everybody else's. So it put it on my radar that I needed to make some changes with my environment, in addition to changes with the way that I was using tech and make it so that I was using this technology intelligently, strategically, and not letting the tech use me and sort of just become this ubiquitous force in our life that can separate us from our health and vitality and our connection to the natural world. Hmm. Um, so there's been a lot of shifts recently. We, we ended up purchasing 62 acres in North Carolina where the population density is 14 people per square mile. So pretty big, <laughs> pretty big shift from downtown Chicago. And yeah, spending a lot more time in nature. I, I also realized in working with clients all over the world that the more people, uh, there's like levels to this game, right? Mm -hmm. And like, eating a standard American diet, let's call that like the lowest level where you're not even conscious. You're just kind of putting whatever you crave in your mouth and dealing with the repercussions. Then you got people that are like eating organic, you know, they shop at Whole Foods, they're conscious, they look at labels. And then the next level is like wild foods, growing your own organic food, eating it close to the time that it's picked, uh, drinking spring water, you know, and, and kind of separating yourself a little bit more from the city water, the city power, and, and all these things that end up not only becoming in some ways control mechanisms, but also they're loaded with chemicals and heavy metals and, and substances that affect our consciousness, you know, via the pineal gland and, and, and the gut microbiome and other things. So it's, how do we, how do we also consume less toxins, less glyphosate? You know, that's one of the reasons that the paleo diet has helped so many people is you, you cut out grains, which cuts out glyphosate, you know, the chemical that, that has been uh, perpetuated by the company that rhymes with uh, my Saint Go, <laughs> for everyone who kind of knows what we're talking about. We're going to, we're going to try to avoid the AI uh, triggers that could limit reach on this one. Good call. And um, yeah, so I, I've been, I utilize tech. I'm on my computer a lot of the day, but I now make, I, I now do many, many things differently than I did years ago. And we won't even take on clients that are dealing with chronic health issues, whether they, they believe that's Lyme disease or chronic fatigue or pain or anything like that, unless they are hundred percent on board to make many of these changes in their own life, because it's that important. And it can be like the one thing that holds people back when they've tried everything else, when they've tried fixing their nutrition, when they've tried meditating and, and, and working out more and, and all the stuff that you and I know about, they've thrown all the supplements at it. Well, it could be because you've got way too much wireless electrical radiation, not only from your own devices, but also from your ambient environment that you're getting from everybody else, you know? So, yeah. If, for anyone listening, if you don't know the work of Jack Cruz, go uh, buckle up because he's got a ton of information and he gives it to you straight. He's among the most, I think, progressive uh, doctors in the world. That's really looking at the stuff that matters to your point about uh, radiation and EMF exposure for you is, is environment. Cause the way that I think about biohacking is what goes in you on you and around you. And a lot of people miss the around you part of that. And totally. that is that for you, the most important thing to protect 
or hedge against when it comes to like living an optimal life? It's a huge, huge factor. It really does depend on the individual and where they're at and what habits they're coming, coming in with, you know, because there are people that aren't doing any sort of training or they're like, when I train, I feel awful. I like I'm exhausted and it ruins my day. You know, we're talking about people that, that are dealing with some more chronic type conditions, but because I've had Lyme disease twice, that's part of our audience. You know, we, we do work with like a lot of businessmen and entrepreneurs and salespeople and real estate people and, you know, people that are in control of their income, where if they're more dialed in physically and cognitively, they can make more income or they can make the same amount of income in less time so that they have more time to spend with their family and friends and doing the things that they love. But we also work a lot with professional athletes and people that are dealing with chronic conditions like Lyme disease, if, if you want to put brain fog in there, uh, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, gut and digestive issues, physical pain, arthritis, and that sort of thing. And if you're in that third category, uh, it's very, and, it's, and especially if you've tried a lot of things, it's very likely that you have not addressed your environment. And a simple way that I put it is you want to look at your life density. That is the amount of life that is around you. And I'm, I subscribe to the belief that we are all interconnected, not only all humans, but all life, all living things. And, and perhaps even non-living things could be included in there. Um, so you want to look at your the life density around you, the amount of, of animals and plants and uh, you know, the air that you breathe and the water that you drink. And like, these things have a coherence and an energy and a vitality to them too, that exists in nature, but starts to become depleted mm. when we're recycling water from someone else's flushed toilet and running it through a reclamation plant and then dumping a whole bunch of fluoride and God knows what else in there and then sending it back out. You know, so that's been a big part of, of, I wanted to increase the life density for myself and my family. And I, I would just feel such a huge difference the more time I spent in nature. And I was like, this is the highest level of biohacking. Hmm. It's not like, it's not like putting red light on my nuts and like putting this in my nose and this in my butt and taking all these supplements. It's like reconnecting with the natural world, hmm. the sun, the, the Schumann resonance of the earth. And the, the frequencies that have dictated our biological and chemical expression since the dawn of man. This episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. This stuff is a game changer. You see, you might be dialed in with sleep and nutrition and stress management and exercise, but all of that hard work might be undermined by underperforming hormone levels. And there is a non-synthetic way to boost your natural growth hormone. This is an incredible product that I absolutely love. And you can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. If you're a male, especially over the age of 35, there's a really good chance that you're not creating enough growth hormone to support all of those other good lifestyle behaviors. And what BioPro Plus is, is a non-synthetic formula that you take in a sublingual little vial underneath the tongue once in the morning. And if you get the Cortisleep product, you take it at night. And what it does is, well, for me, it's supercharged my attitude. It's helped my mood. It's helped me put on lots of lean muscle mass. It's helped my libido. And it's also improved my ability to focus and have energy throughout the day so I can do all the fun things that I love to do. BioPro Plus is a unique product that includes deer antler velvet and amino acids and growth factors. You got to check it out. Again, go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. This product is a game changer. Believe me. Here, here. Let's keep going down that idea because that is, that is the catalyst for 62 acres in your case, yeah. you know, right? That's the catalyst for my two acres. I think this falls into the category of for folks who are living in cities that they something's not quite right and they can't quite put their finger on it. This is the type f for me, this is the type of thing where they don't really know that they're missing it until they go on vacation. And of course, it's great not to work when you're on vacation, but you're also outside. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're going on a vacation to go be outside, walking to see this or that. 
on a beach on a, on the slopes of a mountain and that connection with outside, just the basic outside around nature, you know, surrounding yourself with life is so important to all of us, but people don't know that they can feel that good. And so the, 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 the pills aren't doing the kind of the same thing. You know, the food is not really nourishing enough for them because they're missing that element. So are you, when Neuralink comes out, are you getting one, you know, bio, bio, you know, biohacking secrets podcast. Right. And, and for some folks, they think of biohacking as something that is very technologically advanced. It's, you know, it's trackable and measurable, you know, I know the answer, but you know, I walk me through how you think of this sort of different way of looking at biohacking. Cause what you're there, maybe we need to make a new term for it, but biohacking for you includes outside and may probably doesn't include a um, transcranial implant. Yeah. I mean, the short answer is fuck. No, I'm not doing anything that Elon Musk is putting out. And I think anyone that is, is falling into a trap that has been set for them. And that includes buying a Tesla car that can be turned on and off, whether or not you comply. Um, We see these narratives around Elon to make him to, to get people to hero worship him while ignoring the big picture. Elon is responsible, or at least the people who control Elon are responsible for rolling out the human control grid. This is the use of technology, specifically wireless electrical radiation technology, like Tesla cars, like Neuralink, to control human beings. And people who don't see that are walking into a trap that that I refer to as the human control grid. So no fucking way will I put any of that shit near anyone I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you show up to the Met Gala with Grimes and the back of your coat says New World Order in Latin, you want to ask a few questions. You want to raise some concerns. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and say this because it's possible some people may check out. It might be too much for that for them to handle. And that's okay. That's but okay. what I'm going to share on this podcast could very well save the lives of a lot of listeners who are mentally strong enough and open-minded enough to listen and look into stuff. So I'm not going to share conspiracy theories. I'm going to share stuff that you can look up that is verifiable and provable. And to get a bigger picture of what's going on, we need to understand a very, very important fact about the world that we live in. We've been taught that there are like, you know, three major religions, right? Most people know what those are. We're talking about like Islam, Christianity, Judaism. But there's a fourth that operates from the shadows, and that is the Luciferian, the satanic. These are the people that print the money, that control the central banks, that appoint many of the politicians in our world. And that's a little bit heavy for people to even take on, but all you have to really do to kind of see this at work is uh, go and look up the sculpture of the resurrection at the Vatican. It's not Jesus. And you'll look at it and like in the words of Eddie Bravo, it looks like a Slayer album cover. Hmm. You want to dig a little bit deeper, look at the Pope's uh, audience hall, also known as the Serpent Cathedral. It looks like a giant snake face, right? The, the, the Vatican also owns one of the largest telescopes in the world. Do you know the name of it? I, for, uh, I forget. Lucifer. It is. It is. Yeah. All right. So it's it's understanding that this religion that's been operating from the shadows controls the money supply. And it's, it's this, these things are not about money. People are like, oh, they're trying to make people sick. They're trying to get people cancer so that they make more money. The money is one of the many control mechanisms, just like the Tesla cars, just like the Wi-Fi routers, our cell phones, and many other things that I'm happy to discuss on this. But we need to realize that these people, there's, these people are anti-life. They, they do control the medical industrial complex. And I don't need to go too deep on this, but it's, it's imperative to understand if you're making decisions based on a false uh, 
pretense of what the world is and who these right. people are and whether or not they're looking out for you. They're not, right? Yeah, they're they're not they're not looking out. And I think that people understand. I hope that people are are beginning to understand more that they don't know what they're doing, that they're not here to help us, that that it's not the the idea of a benevolent government that's going to like really wants us to be healthy. That hopefully you see the last couple of years to understand just <laughs> the insanity of the decisions that were made and what happened to us as a people, what we had to go through. And that is important to realize that we need to be in control, each of us, of our own health and wellness, in sovereignty of our consciousness, in the way that we choose to raise our families and live our lives. And it's it's that idea is fairly basic. That's a pretty fundamental idea that we are our own people that get to make our own choices. Mm-hmm. But we, I think we do need to be reminded of that. And I think, <laughs> I mean, um, and what that leads to is strong decisions about how you want to build your future and mm-hmm. what you're willing to go along with and what you're not willing to go along with. And so I, I wonder, I'm going to ask this very broad question. How do you, how are you planning now? And how do you see your future playing out? What will your lifestyle be like? And how will you be, how will you be living in it in the not too distant future? Yeah. Well, there's, so there's an awesome video on YouTube that people can check out uh, by Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey. And it's called living off the grid with Thomas Massey. The guy's like a, a a, a legit genius. And he tells a story where he says, historically, if you look at when an individual or a family does not want to comply with government regulations, almost always the next step is that the government turns off their power and their water, which is almost immediately followed by that person crying uncle and doing whatever was forced or mandated for them to do. And that made me realize the importance of going off the power grid. Now, I'm not saying living in the middle of nowhere, you don't have to do that. But if you're getting your power from the city, the municipality in which you live, if you're getting your water from the municipality in which you live, you're very much at the discretion of them (laughs) allowing you to continue getting that. So we are building all of our homes off-grid power, hydroelectric power from a creek on our property. We're dropping a turbine in. We're going to power all four homes with that. We got land that has uh, three mountain springs and counting. So we're going to be drinking like the gold standard for the best water on the planet. And we're going to be using that to bathe in, you know, no shower filters necessary, no Berkey filters or reverse osmosis filters necessary, like live vibrant water coming fresh out of the spring. I'm going to have it, you know, powering and fueling my pool and my, my cedar uh, wood-fired hot tub. Mm. And we're going to have a three-acre food forest. We're going to be growing a ton of medicinal plants, uh, organic and biodynamic foods of, of many varieties. We're getting animals, so chickens, goats, probably a, a, a Jersey cow that can produce A2 raw milk. And yeah, some some horses and things and reconnect to nature in that way. I'm still going to have our business is still online. I still, you know, I'm on video calls and coaching calls with clients almost all day. So we're still going to have internet. I'm not going back to the stone age, you know, or anything like that. I'm going to have the fastest internet connection available, which is fiber optic and even faster than like a DSL connection, Mm. way faster than Wi-Fi. you know, so people are, are sort of, misled in thinking that like Wi-Fi and this and that is like as good as it gets. Not only is it slower, but it's much, much worse for you. It's like it's it's polluting your air and it's polluting the air of your neighbors and affecting everyone's cells. You can go on your computer and computers more sensitive than cell phone. Go there and look at how many Wi-Fi networks you can connect to mm-hmm. right now. I'm not saying you right. do it, but I'm saying yeah. anyone listening, go see how many Wi-Fi networks you can connect to your cells are way more sensitive than your computer. And I'm saying that so people can start looking at 
I'm not, I'm not trying to come out too heavy out the gates and depress the shit out of your audience. No, no. Like this is... the people, the people that are mentally strong enough and are willing to listen to this and willing to come at this with an open mind and explore yeah. this stuff and look into it. I, it could very well save their life and make the difference between, between thriving and really becoming essentially what I believe will be like a, a, a human slave in, in the next 10 years. Um, so yeah, it's we're removing those tentacles of control one by one, and that's what we're building. So it's 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 going to be living a life where I'm doing more and more workouts outside in the sun, plugging into the greatest source of energy on our planet, which is the sun and the earth, and growing more of my own food and spending more time with animals and more time with people that I love, and you know having campfires and we're going to build a an area that's going to have. Uh, target target practice with a compound bow uh axe axe and tomahawk throwing throwing knives uh tactical shooting like an outdoor fantasy factory if you've ever seen that show you know like that's that's the type of shit that i'm building biohacking gym with like all my stuff but you know i'm I'm still gonna be merging nature and technology but i'm leaning on nature a lot more Hmm. and i'm certain i i do not look at the people that are talking about living to 150, right? Do they look fucking healthy to you? <laughs> no. They don't look no. like they're going to make it another two decades. No, they don't. Like, no, they it's don't. It's a nonsense narrative and it's a narrative to get people to plug into these devices. And I don't know. I have other theories on that, but we don't need to go into it. It's not, well, I want to stick, I want to stick to what's provable and verifiable. Yeah. That's a really powerful point. You know, it's not toward merging with AI, you know, it's not, that's not it. That ain't it. That's not what got us here. What got us here was uh, roaming the, roaming the plains, hunting and gathering, you know, eventually agriculture, obviously that technology just changed everything um, in our progression. But the, the way that the people grow in their strength the way that they grow in their joy, the way that they feel more connected to their friends and family is through the connection with the earth's vibrations. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a, it's a fundamental, I think, awareness. And I, and yes, technology is available to us to also enhance our bodies. It's not like, you know, we're saying hyperbaric oxygen is, is no good. Like, no, that's not, that's not what we're saying. You know, we're not saying that float tanks are bad. We're saying I've that done 40 hyperbaric oxygen sessions, 40, yeah, like 40. Yeah. Well, Lyme disease twice, bro. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, well, th- this again, in my classic form, we're going to jump around a whole lot. One of my questions that I wrote ahead of time was what are you hacking right now? What are you, what are you working on for you that you would, you could share with us? I've been doing a lot of brain targeted nutrients you know we're we're very close to releasing a brain performance fuel Mm. that's like amazing the the main issue that we're running into because of all this supply chain stuff and the supplement industry right now is the quotes i'm getting back are outrageously high which would make it impossible for anyone to even afford or like such a small percentage of people to afford it so i'm trying to get that where it's by far the best brain performance fuel available on the market, but also accessible to the people that need it. I mean, we've got a world where most people think it's normal to be on fucking Adderall to like wake up and then something else to put them to sleep and to be living in a concrete box in the sky, staring at screens. And it's, it's absolutely vital that we start waking ourselves up from this fucking hypnotic trance that we are in and remember who we are. We thrive in the natural world Mm -hmm. and we certainly don't thrive plugged into this internet of things, you know, which makes, which makes us a commodity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm working a lot on, um, on brain hacking and seeing how far I could take that. Mm -hmm. Um, And really just, you know, I've, I've actually been, doubling down on it's become my intention to establish a deeper connection with, with God, um, our creator. And so I'm spending time every single day in prayer 
And that, that prayer includes gratitude and, and praying for people that I have previously perceived to be my enemies, um, setting intentions, you know, a lot of things like that. And then, and then weaving in meditation, you know, so I've, I've really, really doubled down on that. And that's been such a huge shift in my life. So it's kind of that combination of doing a lot of brain hacking and then, um, and then establishing a deeper connection with, with God. Brain and spirit. I love it. Yeah. And then embodying, embodying the things I teach, you know, doing the work myself every day where I'm uncomfortable doing things that 99% of people are not willing to do every single day Mm -hmm. in order to see how far I can push this thing, but doing it intelligently where it produces a return on investment. It's not just some masochistic behavior pattern that that makes life miserable. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to get carried away. And I'm sure listeners of your podcast and mine are type a go getter. They want to do it all kind of folks. The same people that are drawn to coaching with me are probably drawn to coaching with you is that they want to go, they want to get after it, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and it's easy to fry your adrenals during that process and disrupt your sleep and just be a basket case because you're pushing so hard. That's a really key point. Okay. So we got brain and spirit. One of the things that you mentioned earlier about not being plugged in and being more connected with nature. And I'll just kind of share this. I had this like really deeply spiritual, totally sober moment out trimming weeds trees on my property and i was so overwhelmed by it that i had my moment and i stuck with it and and then I, of course i got out of the phone and i you know taped myself oh man i'm having such a spiritual yeah, yeah. moment and i didn't say spiritual pur- purposefully but but uh i was surrounded by by medicine there was wild blackberries there was two types of huckleberries there's elderberry and uh stinging nettle and dandelion and mushrooms all right around in this place where i was trimming and that's a hard thing to describe to someone who doesn't spend very much time outside you know, going outside and being in nature is sort of a novelty, something that they do on the weekends, you know? Right. And that's like that, I think for most folks, and that's not really fair because I don't really know how most folks live, but that there's something so deeply nourishing about losing yourself and spacing out and not having your phone on. Of course, I had my phone on afterward, but not being plugged in to the, to the matrix. Unplugging yeah. for a little bit is so amazing. And what happens from that downstream of that is, oh, a little bit more positive attitude, you know, <laughs> like, you know, a tighter butt, uh, more clarity <laughs> of mind. And that downstream of that is more productivity and greater happiness and joy in your life. And, and so I want to kind of ask this, you know, people have to have energy to think critically about the unseen influences on their life. You have to have clear mind to do that, right? You've got to have enough energy and, and chosen time to go down those rabbit holes to, to expand your reality for what's really going on in the world. And I think that a lot of people are just low in energy and they don't, they don't have the time. They don't make the time. They don't make the energy. So maybe you can speak a little bit to how people can enhance their energy a little bit so that they can be a little bit more focused on what's going on in the world and use their discernment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a few layers to this. Um, but I think some, some things that I employ that make a big difference are getting morning sunlight to your eyes and skin just about every day. I will, uh, either get outside and just sit in a chair and look toward the sun you know, 10, 20 degrees off, get it to my eyes, get it to my skin and kind of wake up the brain in that regard. It, it, the sunlight interacts through the retina and tyrosine in the body to make dopamine. It, it sets our circadian rhythm and kind of tunes the clocks of all of our cells, which control our, our cortisol and, and melatonin uh, signaling, which are inversely related. There's so many important things 
that happen there when you get out and get that morning sunlight, let's say between like, or before like 9, 9.30 a.m. So that's a big thing that I do. I either do it just in a chair in the backyard and, you know, sometimes I'm barefoot in the grass and sometimes I'm just on the porch. You know, I don't always make so many different things that I need to do. Um, or I take my mini golden doodle Kumba and we go for like a leashless walk, which is like his favorite thing. Like when I start getting him ready, when he sees me grab the poop mm -hmm. bag and mm -hmm. the leash or like put the, you know, put the harness on him, he starts going, so the morning sunlight i go on these walks with my dog and i'll take him out and and i'll walk and i'm practicing really proper biomechanics i've, I've been reading this book called running with the whole body by jack hagee and it opened up my mind to like i played competitive sports my whole life our, our club soccer team at u of i won the national we took second my sophomore year we won the national championship my senior year so i ran a lot and i didn't even realize i was running wrong I didn't realize I was walking wrong mm. and this book opened me up to different exercises, different movement patterns and biomechanical integrations that have completely changed walking and running for me. So when I get out now and walk, it feels amazing and it feels therapeutic. And when I get out and go for a run now, it feels incredible and it feels like it's actually healing, like what I wanted running to be. For so long, it just felt like I was beating the shit out of my body. So these walks, I'll, I'll be doing that. I'll be intentionally walking, intentionally breathing, sometimes integrating different breath, nasal breathing patterns, getting more sunlight. And that's a great way to start the day. I think a lot of people too are poisoning themselves with their food choices mm. yeah, and, and, and booze choices and all of that stuff. So it doesn't really, I'm, I'm not like in any food religion. You know, I think picking a good <laughs> nutritional template and sticking to it can be super helpful for people, you know, like a lot like of people, that. it's actually like easier to get yeah. them to switch religions than to switch their diet. You're right. You know? Food religion um, is such a great term. Good. I it's, love that. it's hilarious, you know, but um, whether that's like autoimmune paleo or a, keto, or a ketogenic diet, a cyclical ketogenic diet for some people, you know, like cyclical vegan works, or if you're doing vegan for if you're doing vegan for like moral reasons, okay. I, I think that it really leaves people susceptible to vitamin and mineral deficiencies. And like, when you step back and look at people that have gone like super strict vegan or vegetarian yeah. that aren't taking PEDs, cause there are dudes that eat vegan and then take a ton of testosterone and look great. Ooh. It's confusing people, you know, <laughs> Whoa. but like, if, if you actually want to be like lean and strong and powerful and have a ton of energy, I think that there, there's room for, uh, at, at a minimum organ meats and animal products in there. And I think when people go long-term vegetarian, long-term vegan, um, it, it, it can, you can end up kind of looking a bit like Skeletor and that's not, uh, I'm not making fun of anybody. I, I think for moral reasons and for respect for all life, I totally get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've gone vegan for periods of time and it, I mean, there's, there's this thing called alpha gal, which is associated a lot of many people with Lyme disease or Bartonella, which is actually responsible for the symptoms that many people attribute to Lyme disease. Uh, alpha gal makes them sensitive to meat where they actually get really inflamed and, and it wreaks havoc on their body. So when I was dealing with Lyme disease, I had to dramatically reduce my meat consumption, even healthy meat, even grass-fed pastured animals, you know, but when you get that fixed, then it opens things back up and, and, and really variety is paramount nutritionally. So Pick, pick a template, whatever it is. I would say some of the good ones are autoimmune paleo, cyclical ketogenic, maybe cyclical vegan, but I, I would suggest supplementing with organ meats if you're not doing vegan for, for moral and ethical reasons. And uh, pescatarian, where you're only eating wild caught fish, not, not farmed fish. And any one of those nutritional templates where you're cutting out grains and, and more importantly, the glyphosate from my saint go and, uh, you know, the dead dairy, which is all mm -hmm. the dairy that you can buy in the grocery store. Um, I, a lot of people improve there. And then again, if you're, if you're boozing too much, you know, I, I read a book by Steven Tyler on like the 12 steps 
because a while back I would go out, I'd be like, I wouldn't touch booze all week. And then on the weekends, I would just party my nuts off. And I'd like wake up the next morning. I'm like, what the fuck happened last night? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, oh my God, I texted her, you know, and like that sort, <laughs> that sort of thing. And, and I had to take an honest look at like, this is kind of some, you know, quote unquote, alcoholic shit. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to like go to a meeting, but I read this book with a forward by Steven Tyler. I don't even remember the name. It was like 10 plus years ago, but it really made me more intentional about my consumption of alcohol and integrating pattern interrupts, like a glass yeah. or two of water in between drinks. I'm like, no more shots. This isn't like, you know, this isn't like an LMFAO music video. I need to like act like an adult and I can't be <laughs> going out and bombing tequila shots and expect yeah. to not, you know, have it affect me. So I, I, you got to make some changes. And I guess what's underlying a lot of this is like brutal honesty with yourself. Yeah. You know, being brutally honest. I'm like, damn, I kind of like alcohol's kind of drinking me mm -hmm. a lot of times. And I would justify it like, well, I only drink like once a week. And it's like, yeah, but you drink too fucking much. Yeah. You know, so looking at alcohol too and your relationship there and having the courage to be honest with yourself about where you're at. So those, those are some things. So you got the morning sunlight, you've got a nutritional template um, on the, on the electrical wireless electrical radiation side. I don't think anyone should have Wi-Fi at all. We, I haven't had it since 2016. In any Whoa. of our homes, wow. we've, changed, we've changed all of our homes. They're all wired. No Anthony, Wi-Fi. That is exceptional. That I don't think yeah. I know anybody else that hasn't had Wi-Fi since 2016. That is a full-on commitment. Yeah, yeah. In, in none of our homes, and we've got super fast internet. It's it's hardwired, and it takes yeah, like minus minus two. Nice. Boom. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I have I have Wi-Fi, but. Uh, but it's my computer and everything in here is all hardwired and yeah. 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 No, we got rid of that. I was just like, I, I, it takes like a day to, to get it set up and then you reap the compound benefits thereafter. We called the power company and we said, we want to participate in your opt-out program. Get that freaking smart meter off our home that sends a blast of radiation two to six times a minute, had them swap it out for an analog meter. I am, uh, for our house that's up in Wisconsin, I'm sending them six different studies showing unequivocally that this stuff causes chronic and degenerative conditions and has been linked to cancer, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, and uh, sending them a notice of liability that if they don't get it off of yeah. our home, mm. that you know they're going to be seeing us in court. Um, sometimes you know you get a little bit of resistance and then you got to put up a little resistance we were actually on the phone with them like last summer and they're like we don't do that we won't take it off and I'm like we were on speakerphone so my mom was talking and sometimes I get a little hot-headed yeah. and I was like I'm giving you two choices I'm like you can come get this shit that you put on our house without our permission off or I'm gonna smash it with a sledgehammer what do you prefer <laughs> and they were like Sir, are you threatening to vandalize our devices? And I, you know what I mean? My mom's like, no, 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 he's not, he's not, he's not. You know, so we actually put, um, I got some lead sheeting and we wrapped that behind the smart meter. So at least none of it's going into the house. It's all yeah. going away from the house. And, and then they're getting, you know, served with a notice of liability. All of the corresponding studies that anyone listening to this can get from our episode of yeah, maybe we could link to this in the show notes. We've got an episode yeah. with R, R blank. Um, just the letter R is his first name and blank is his last name. His dad wrote the book Overpowered. And we share all of those studies so that you guys can grab them and link to them and print them out when you serve the power company with notices of liability. Um, so when you, you get rid of the Wi-Fi or at least unplug it at night, while you're sleeping, when no one needs to be searching the internet, your phone should be in airplane mode most of the day and out to batch your work. Your computer should be hardwired so that you can turn off Wi-Fi and Bluetooth on your computer and you got to get rid of that smart meter. And those changes will start improving your environment. And then from there, you can look at things like how much of other people's devices 
am I getting hit with? You know, like mm-hmm. we talked about where you can look at how many Wi-Fi networks are available on your computer and to connect to. And what are you supposed like to do that. about that though? Like what, so what if, if four or five, of my neighbors are, you know, I'm picking up their signal. Well, it really depends on it's, it's all a continuum, right? And it, it, it depends on, there isn't like a hard and fast rule with this stuff. That was part of why I was just seeing how many of, of, you know, sevens, the G is the seventh letter of the alphabet, right? So how many of these 50 or five, seven towers were being put up? We're trying to avoid trigger words here. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see where it's going. I'm like, this is, this is the infrastructure that's being rolled out and it's happening first in big cities. So in my opinion, and I feel like all the evidence points to this, I think cities are like human containment zones, essentially. And they're packing as many people as they can in there. And they're setting up the infrastructure to control those people and monitor every aspect of your life. So I wanted to get the fuck out of cities Hmm. and, and and I wanted to be nowhere near those uh, 57 towers, the five, seven towers. This episode is brought to you by the Spartan Race. You know, I have always admired the people that I've seen online, social media, who go out and do these sorts of obstacle course races because I've never done one. And so I'm doing one. And I invite you to come along with me. On August 13th and 14th, I will be at the Seattle Spartan Race. And I would love for you to meet me there. Uh, I've started my training already. And I'm really looking forward to pushing myself. You see, I hate running. Even though I was a college athlete, I hate running. And the idea of pushing myself to this level to do something hard with this massive reward of completion is something that I'm really excited to try. And Spartan has given me a bunch of free tickets to give away. All you've got to do is film a short video of yourself training for the Spartan race and then use hashtag Spartan training and tag at Spartan and tag at real Sean McCormick and then send me a screen grab to earn a free race. It's really that simple. All you got to do, work out, do hashtag Spartan training, tag Spartan, tag me on Instagram, and I'll give you some free tickets. I mean, you can't beat that offer. I would love to meet some of my local Pacific Northwest friends and listeners of this podcast. And I'm also getting my kids involved. So hopefully I will see you at the Spartan race in August. Yeah. For for people listening, you know, there's people all over the world listening right now. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of Canada, South America, UK. Uh, what a fucking nut job. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, you gotta, you gotta be honest, man. And that this is, this is where we're, well, this is, this is our platform, man. This yeah, is how if, any, if any of this doesn't check out, let me know, but I'm pretty sure everything we've discussed checks out and is verifiable with two eyes. One thing that I want to go back to, and then, and then I want, you know, just a couple more questions for you. This has been such useful. I'll finish my thought for people who are living in, in big cities. You, you could pack up your shit and leave tomorrow, but start with learning about this stuff. Keep an open mind to it. Think about what you might do if there was a disaster or if uh, the grid went down or if there's no baby formula um, on the grocery shelves or food is so dang expensive that it, you're going broke just eating which a lot of people are there already. It's so, already headed that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So think about this stuff. Think critically about what you would do in an emergency and then begin to maybe go on Redfin or Zillow and look at properties that that you can picture yourself, you know, creating a life around. Um, start start with what you can control, right? So I, I guarantee most people listening haven't done any of the things with their own devices you know, with their own phones, their own Wi-Fi, their own smart meters, so on and so forth. They're, how they're inter- using the computer, being able to plug that in and hardwire it and turn off Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Like almost no one's done that. Do that, right? And it was a while. Like once I was like, okay, cities, this is clearly the direction that cities are headed. And it's not going to get better. It's just going to keep turning yeah. up. It's going to get more intense, for sure. It's going to get more 
this. And there's going to be more and more people getting sick. And the people that don't heed this advice, unfortunately, it's going to, it, this has kind of happened throughout history too. Even if you go back to like when power lines were first released mm. and some of it's covered in Arthur Furstenberg's book, the invisible rainbow. If you want to read that there's, there's more of it in uh, Dr. Thomas Cowan's book, the contagion myth. Uh, and Dr. Joseph Ricola does a really good job with it in his book, EMF, which was actually originally going to be titled EMF Extinction, because all signs point to people that don't make these changes and make adjustments are headed towards a pretty serious extinction event. We're going to, I mean, Sean, we're going to have to talk about something uplifting here because, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, but I want, I, I want to kind of hit people with the important stuff first. Yeah. So that we kind of open their eyes because so many people are walking around in a in a hypnotic trance believing yeah. what what the the rectangular box on their wall and, and the rectangular box in their hand and the rectangular box at their desk tell them yeah so there there's there truly is hypnosis and mind control at play here and it's keeping many people trapped in a situation that does not make them long this world if they don't change. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a little bit aggressive and jarring to shake people a bit out of that waking trance. Yeah. That so many are. In. Yeah. I, th I think it's important and you're living, you're walking the walk, you know, you, you are executing on this stuff. Um, I, me too, you know, um, not, I'm not energy independent yet, but I'm on a well, you know, my, I have a massive garden. I have animals. Heck yeah. I, th I think a, a place, uh, this is how we put a nice bow on it before my last question. I think generally speaking, there is a progression of getting your body right so that you can function at a high level and raise your physical, physical vibration so that you're healthy and strong. Mm -hmm. And usually what comes with that is less stress and more wellness and more joy, better perspective so that you can start to look at this stuff. So you have the energy, the gas in the tank after work to think about this stuff and look into this stuff so you can educate yourself about what the plan is because there is a plan and it's not, you know, we didn't get a say in it. So beyond that, there is also, I think, a progression toward elevation of consciousness and deeper spirituality which is what what our true nature is anyway anyway we are not outside of spirit there is no such thing as something that's not spiritual it's all encapsulated in this this experience that we have in this time in this life and so no matter where you are in your journey or your awareness there is a process to follow which gets your body right which gets your brain right which gets your soul right which leads you to a more fulfilling life and lifestyle. And obviously, you know, hiring a coach who has, who is on that path a little further down the path than you are is a really smart idea to help give you some ideas and point you in the right directions and help keep you accountable. And for you and I, who coach people all around the world, the people that work with us go through that progression. <laughs> and, um, and I think that it's important to know that it is hard work, but it's worth it. And it feels good. Once you make some progress and get going a little bit, you get a little, you get a little, whoo, you get a little groove, you move your hips a little bit, start feeling fly again. Like it mm -hmm. it's available to everybody. Yeah. It brings uh, back your life force. Yeah. You know, that, that feeling like for, for guys, that feeling of being a man wanting to go out and like conquer and win and, and that, you know, your mojo, if you will, your sex drive, your libido, like all of those things. And, and rather than like walking around, like I've spent a lot of time with, with Lyme disease and, and, you know, the stuff that comes with that feeling like I was a prisoner in my own body. Mm. And it, it breaks my heart to see how many people are walking around like that with brain fog and anxiety and depression. And, and so many of these things that come when we are disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from other people and disconnected from the natural world. And, and the answer is not masking our kids and injecting yourself with things and going along with what, you know, the, the, the globalists or the central bankers, whatever you want to call them, are, are telling you to do because they don't give a fuck about you. Mm -mm. You know, you're a slave to them. In their mind, you're a slave.
and, and I say this stuff and I say it in a way that's jarring and probably pisses some people off, but I say it from a place of love and caring because I want people to be able to step into a brighter future for themselves and, and know how to do that and know that they can trust me, mm. that even if the truth is inconvenient, they're going to get it from me and not Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> haven't thought about Al for a while. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate this level of awareness and honesty. You know, I never made the Jack Cruz connection. You know, if you're on Twitter and you're listening to this, go follow Jack Cruz. It's, it's like a university level education, following him on Twitter and, and learning about the sun and Bitcoin and mitochondria. I mean, it's, it's really something. Tell people, where do you want them to, where, where would you invite them to go on the internet if they wanted to connect? Yeah, I mean, I guess the two things, the two best places, if someone's looking for some free stuff, go to, uh, if, if they use Spotify for podcasts, go to biohackerradio.com and check out the Biohacking Secret Show. If they use Apple Podcasts, go to biohackerpodcast.com. If they're looking for help, with uh, diagnostic tools and figuring out how to really optimize their physical and mental performance, or if they're dealing with a chronic health issue, know what's causing it, like what's, what truly are the root causes um, or the root cause, and then, and then how to apply proven principles and protocols in order to bring them back to a state where they feel healthy and vibrant and like their brain is working the way that it's supposed to again, so they can experience the joy that's meant for them in this life, then they can go to biohacker coaching com or we've got a free training at, at biohacker webinar where they could learn a little bit more about it and some of the ways that we help people those are kind of the the key places and um and, and i want to chime in too like we own a little bitcoin you know i got some for my parents and and, and ethereum and i've owned some in some crypto um I, I now have sort of revised my opinion i i think that is also part of the control mechanism and like another control mechanism like a digital currency it's it's in my opinion actually worse than fiat currency um and when you look at things like so let's talk data like what what's a data point that someone else could verify like the founder of bitcoin at least the narrative is 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 this guy satoshi nakamoto founded bitcoin right well if you look at what that translates to um in in japanese it translates to central intelligence and the central intelligence, the CIA's, they're, they're the Gestapo for the central bankers. So most of these things are in plain sight for the people that are courageous enough to look at it. I uh, would not put any money into Bitcoin that you weren't okay losing and that you certainly uh, were aware is probably being tracked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit him with the left hook right before the exit from the, from the episode. <laughs> Anthony, I love it. People are probably like head between their legs, puking their guts out right now. Like, <laughs> why the fuck did I listen to this guy? <laughs> I don't think so. I think people are going, oh, shit. I got some work to do. I got some I got some things to go investigate. Yeah. Uh, coaching's coaching's the best way if people want to want to work together and, and take this stuff to the next level or if they want free stuff we've done. 260 plus podcast episodes on a whole bunch of amazing topics. And I usually spit hot fire. Like, well, it's, it's they're usually more uplifting than this, honestly, but <laughs> I try to keep, I try to balance things out with humor. And, you know, and, yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, so here's the fill in the blank question. And this can be, I mean, I know that you don't, you're going to find the right answer that speaks to your heart and share with us. So if you would fill in the blank and you can elaborate as much or as little as you wish, everyone would benefit from knowing that they are uh, a child of God and that they were put here for a reason and that they have millions, billions of brothers and sisters out there that they are connected with all the time and whether or not they feel alone or are struggling, that there are people in their life that love them, and there are people that are yet to be in their life that will love them immensely. And no matter how hard things get, it is imperative to make a commitment to yourself that you will never ever give yourself a way out of pain and struggle because that pain becomes your gift. 
And I say that because there were times when I wanted to die. And if I hadn't made a commitment to myself that I, I probably would have taken my life. But that prevents us from not only finding the solution, but also receiving the gift that is on the other side of struggle. So make a if anyone here is struggling, know that there are people that love you and there are people that you have not met yet that will love you immensely and make that commitment to yourself that you will never ever take your life no matter what and that your pain becomes your gift. It's just somehow sometimes difficult to see it when you're in the moment, but in hindsight, that's always the case. Anthony, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. I had a good time, even though it might have been a little intense. It's good. I dig it.